Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Selena. And we are the authors <laughs> and voices behind Fierce Marriage. Today we have a quick show. We have a, we're tackling a single topic, and it is this idea of prenuptial agreements. Mm. Are they biblical? Are they okay. a good idea? Yeah. Are they okay? Are they a bad idea? And so on and so what forth. What are they? <laughs> yeah, and you may be wondering why this, uh, why, why we're talking about this. Well, you know, People, I think we assume, we can assume one way or the other, that they're either great or they're horrible. Mm -hmm. And there's not, uh, I don't know, there's not been a lot of dialogue around it on this. We do get questions. We got a question just, was it two days ago? In an interview. We were being interviewed on the radio and they asked us this question. It's an East Coast thing. And and, uh, yeah, so we had to think about it. So anyway, we're going to just spend a few minutes talking about that. And uh, we hope you find it helpful and we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. chose this topic was one we did get asked it on an interview that we did they were asking us about our book but then he just kind of wanted to get a hard-hitting question which i thought was really great we haven't we've, i feel a, like we've yeah. been lobbing getting lobbed some softballs here yeah, and it's he, like he's a very good interviewer yeah he was great and we wanted to get um we can put a link in the show notes but we wanted to kind of start touching on some maybe some harder more controversial subjects yep. um only to in you know, kind of enlighten and reiterate the importance of, of covenant and the, the design that God made it to be. Yeah. And I think eventually to, um, to, I think let the gospel shed light yeah. on these areas yeah, and bear weight in what we believe yeah. and how we function. Yeah. So I think we're going to get to that in just a minute, but I want to do some highs and lows. Okay. Well, so be it. Let's do so it. So you start. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> okay. I'll start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, this week it's been really sunny and beautiful. It's been like in the, I think it was in the 80s yesterday. So we're we're getting a little taste of summer up here, which is wonderful. We've been outside playing with friends, spray parks. You've been outside playing with friends. I know, and I'm so grateful for you. So grateful for you. I've been grinding away. I know. On the old on the old computer. (laughs) I know. We're (laughs) trying to figure out a little self care plan for you to be able to experience the sun. Yes, uh, it's hard. It's hard work. You know. Love you. I'm so grateful for you. I take one for the team. for the Frederick team. <laughs> yep. Team Freddy. <laughs> a low is, is um, uh, gosh, you know, I think, I think M's little Clementine has been a little more needy this week. She's getting those two year molars in and that's been hard. Those are, I forgot how hard those are. Yeah. I know it's like mom and kid problems, but that's kind of my world right now. And you know, they just are more clingy and needy and, just want to be snuggled, which is fine. Yeah. Just, you know. Not so it's a, it's a ongoing low. <laughs> I guess just until those teeth come in. <laughs> yeah. I, well, my high is, uh, was last weekend we went to, we went oh, to the Oregon yeah. coast. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's I was right. leaving that for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. We, we dipped out on a, on a Thursday, Thursday. afternoon. Yep. That was fun. It's about a three hour drive. We went through, so we're, we live in Washington and this was down in the, the Oregon coast. And so, yeah, so we we went to Cannon Beach yeah. and Seaside, the mm-hmm. beautiful places, and the weather was 
decent. Yeah, it was um, gray, but it wasn't like pouring down rain, so we, Della, were, we were out. Yeah, Della, our oldest, her mind was just blown at Seaside because it's like it's a very kid friendly place. Yeah. So there's like arcades, there's like carousels, there's <laughs> taffy and ice cream, and just all the things, all the good smells, all the pretty lights, and, and there was swings on the beach, swings which was on really cool. The beach, that yeah, it's incredible. That was their jam for sure. The beach was just it's massive. Yeah, it's a big beach, so beautiful, and there weren't a ton of people there. There people got there on the weekend. We were yeah. there Friday. People weren't. There yeah, yet, it but. was great. They got they loved riding yeah. that carousel. Yeah, so now my high. I think my low was being inside this week when it's been sunny. <laughs> after getting back from seaside, <laughs> having to work inside. I know. Also, you know, we have this. I think I mentioned it in the last two episodes, but we have our watch brand that's relaunching. It's not yeah. related to marriage at all. It's just a passion project. It's not something that I even plan on pulling an income from. But yeah, it's, it's related a fun... to the gospel, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's called Crux, which is Latin for the cross. Anyway, that's not going as well as I would hoped. So we're on Kickstarter. And, uh, you know, I think we'll get there. I'm very hopeful, but we're about halfway there. And we're, we're not halfway to our funding goal yet. Yeah. And it's definitely slowed down. That was very front-loaded. So uh, that's been a, a honestly yeah. just a really nagging thing for me because I, I do want that brand to come to life again. And I want it to... Um, just bless people. Right. Um, and that's, and you want to be able to f- fund and like generously pro- help provide for, yeah. um, nonprofits and yeah, things so the, like the model Foundation. of it is 50% of the profit will mm-hmm. always go to nonprofits. The other 50% is invested into mm-hmm. building the, the enterprise. Right? right. So, so that we can make that 50% bigger right. for, for nonprofits that we work with. And uh, that's the vision for it. And so, um, anyway, that's been a frustrating thing. But Thanks that is for your honesty thing. and sharing. Yes, I think absolutely. It's good, good to be transparent. Yeah, you can find us. You can find it on Kickstarter, by the way. Yeah. Just look for Crux watches on there. <laughs> C R U X Crux yes. watches. All right, and I think you'll like the design. I like it. I like it. I think it's pretty. It's very great. minimalistic. There's not a whole lot like unique about the watch itself. What's unique is is our whole approach to business. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. that's I my love, pitch. I love the heart that God has put inside of you. Uh, well, I hope I hope that it's God's idea and not my own. It feels like it's my own idea right now because well, it's slogging along. God's pretty clear on things that are His. I think sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so prenuptial anyway. agreements. <laughs> so from there, <laughs> jumping into prenuptial agreements. Speaking of enterprises and businesses and, <laughs> and money, <laughs> yeah, things I need to protect from you. <laughs> no, um, I think you know we wanted to talk about this because it really just it's it under. Underneath it all, there's just basic, you know, beliefs. Like, do we understand what a prenuptial agreement is? Do we understand why it's put in place or why it should not be put in place? Um, Because I think there are people that are out there that it's not, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's what we do. But why do you do it? Why do or why do we not do it? You know, what does the Bible say about it? Is it biblical? Should we be as believers? Is this something that we should uh, be adopting? Why or why not? And so we hope to kind of just shed some light on that in this episode today. Um, do you want to dive in and yeah. define the prenuptial agreement? Right. So just so, <laughs> just so we're all on say. the same page, uh, <laughs> a prenuptial agreement is, is this is the dictionary definition. It's an agreement made by a couple before they marry concerning the ownership of their respective assets. Should the marriage fail? Hmm. So that's a, that's pretty clear. I feel yeah. like, uh, well, it's pretty clear to us, but you know, if, right. if our beliefs, again, if we, it goes back to covenant, if we don't understand the depth and the design of covenant, um, I think it's easy for us to just kind of say, yep, okay, sign that next thing. Like not right. really taking into consideration the repercussions of m- making this agreement. You know, it's, right. it, what is it saying to our marriage? <laughs> what is it saying to our spouse? It's saying yeah. we're, we're going to have a plan B just in case. Like I can't right. 
make it through or whatever, you know? So there's two ways to look at this. Okay. There is the biblical perspective, meaning mm-hmm. we want to filter it through God's word. Clearly, this is a Christian marriage podcast, so we are very, very much concerned with God's word <laughs> yes. and how, the weight that it bears yeah. on our lives for our good and for God's glory, right? Mm-hmm. It, it bears weight in the sense that it actually makes helps us make decisions, is right. what I mean by that. It's not burdensome. It's no. actually freeing, yeah. but it bears weight on these types of decisions. And so if you're listening to this and you're a married person... Um, you might think that this has nothing to do with you, but just, I mean, just bear with us. And yeah. I think just, I think humor us for a little while because this, this idea of prenuptial agreements is, is as That's, it pertains to God's word yeah. will bear weight on you and how you, how you uh, approach your marriage and how Absolutely. you approach your, your covenant. Absolutely. So you'll, you'll learn something. And then when you do have this conversation at a dinner party yeah. or <laughs> at your friend's house and they don't, you know, well, they so, probably know people, you probably know people getting married yeah. or maybe you are that single person that's in, or mm-hmm. engaged person or you know, wherever you find yourself, this there's definitely some ideas and things to glean as far as love and covenant and, again, beliefs and yeah. how these are so foundational to, you know, wherever mm-hmm. you're at in your season yeah. of life. So there's that's the first way is to approach it from a biblical perspective. The other way is to look at it from a pragmatic or a secular perspective. That's completely not, I, I mean, like more or of, less aside from yeah. your faith, right? Right. And so, or if you don't, you know, for people that don't even have a faith, it would be, what's the practicality of it? Right. And so you said there's, um, you know, it, it you, you said, what did you say? It, you had to think about the message it sends. Right, right. Right. I read this article and it was just, I won't even say where it is because it's the most asinine thing. <laughs> not, no, that's not a swear word. Okay. But. I was like, can you say those things? Okay. Uh, I'm just double checking. I'm kind of in What are the head. things they said? Uh, this is a serious article. Prenups make sense. It's a serious article. It has, it's, a, it's a website devoted to divorce. Yeah. Like, and like I don't know. Reasons why you should get a prenup. And we thought we would just, you know, do a little research of why, what is the argument behind getting one? And so one of these, it's a list of 10 or 10 reasons to get a prenup. And one of them said, it said, it shows your partner that you're realistic, responsible, and a forward thinking person. It's an attractive trait. And especially ladies want to see that from men. <laughs> Am I right? Is that, is that, is that an accurate statement? Selena? Oh man. That's, I know, but you know what? I don't want to laugh too hard because I think that there are, there okay. are people that, You're being very that think about, pe- think like this and they, yes, you want to put your best foot forward, right? In your relationship and soon to be potential marriage. So, so those, words, the tra- saying, like, those traits are like attractive. So if you do this, you're showing that you like, are hey, like this. Hey, you're an established woman. I'm an established man. Right. Just so you know, I've got my, my stuff together. Right. I have a good job. I got a 401k and I got a prenup ready right. to go. <laughs> right. Which is so is that somewhat con- or not? No. Yeah. It's somewhat contrary to God's word, right? Like, not yeah, somewhat. Yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah. We'll get into so that. I just, so, yeah, some other reasons that someone might get a prenup. So, let's talk about yeah. the secular side first. So, okay. why on earth would someone want a prenup? And I think for most people, it's it's the big reasons aren't really going to apply, right? Right. But I'm thinking of, okay, so there's a couple in our in our small group that they recently <laughs> joined. And they were both, they got married at a, at a fairly, I don't know, in their late 30s or late 20s. Right. And so they both were in their careers, very well established in their careers. Mm -hmm. And they just got married like six months ago. Yeah. And yeah, so they, they are, uh, they, they were dealing. So I think that in my, they're dealing with a lot of stuff because they had their both independent lives. They're merging their lives. They're learning how to, how to live together. Whereas you and I, we were dirt poor. We had no careers. We were college (laughs) students. We had nothing to merge. Right. (laughs) Literally. We were starting from scratch. (laughs) And so we had no assets to speak of. Right. Um, and there's reasons that we even might want to prenup according to the world right. uh, that we'll talk about later. But for the for in, in the case of this younger couple, or that they got married fairly recently, they I could see 
a lot of this logic applying to them, meaning that it lets you, your stuff be spoken for. Right. And like you are, you already have some. It's a protection thing. It's a, a it's a, for, it's a backup plan. It's things, a safety yeah. net. And it is a backup plan. God calls us out from that. So yeah, anyways, you're getting I know, you're I'm getting... sorry. I don't like this world <laughs> stuff. I don't like it. You know, I don't like you're it. Just, you're cutting to the chase. I don't That's like just it. so you. I don't like it. That is so you. Well, we talked about it a little bit. Now it's time to get to the real good stuff. <laughs> another reason. Okay. Another reason. So like we were dirt poor when we got married, uh, the, it would be to protect like incoming assets. Right? right. So if I had some inheritance, which I don't think I do, <laughs> that was coming my way. Right. That, that make sure I, I, I can make sure my, that my fingers on it. I can make sure that you get, keep your grubby fingers <laughs> off of it. <laughs> Because gold diggers are real. This article says gold diggers are real. <laughs> well, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that for a second, that they're real. Uh, I'm just glad you're not one. Oh, Mostly. Man. You married me for my money. I know it. <laughs> I know you did. And I married you for your, for your blue I'm sorry, blood I'm Can rich, I just riches. read this real quick? It says, marriage for the sake of marriage. This is number seven. Love exists, and that's why people get married. People marry for the sake of marriage. But here's the harsh truth. Gold diggers are real. <laughs> you have seen them in soap operas and movies. Yes, I have. these people also exist in real life. <laughs> Some people... No, I'm sorry. It's just the way they're saying it. Some it's not went, what they're saying. It's bad it's, writing. It's yeah. bad writing, which is really comical to Which me. adds to the bad topic. Right. Yeah. But it is it is true. I know that, you know, there, there are people that, you know, we all have our, our things or, that we do to yeah. what gain whatever we want, you know? Well, that raises a big, big question, mm-hmm. which uh, we talk about the commoditization of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. You, people, younger generations are finding marriage is a, it's a tool and a means to an end that is not biblical. Like the means to an end is, are you completing my lifestyle the way I right. think it should be complete? And it's, con- it's not a conscious thought. No, it's a but contractual that's why we, sort of oper- contractual way of operating. Pro- yeah. Yeah. And so I think uh, a lot of younger couples, or not a lot, but if the worldly view basically and culture will, will lead us this way to think, hey, you're a good addition to my life. You have a, the career, you have the status, you have the friend base, you have, you know, you got, you're, you're, you're smart, you're attractive, you're going to add value to my life. Mm-hmm. Now, as soon as that value starts to diminish, then mm-hmm. my commitment to you starts to diminish alongside right. it. Right. So when you have babies and, you know, the stretch marks are there and your body is, you know, growing older and the attractiveness is going down, I don't think it's any less attractive for, for the record. I think you've gotten hotter <laughs> after we've had babies, but that's my sidebar. And most, <laughs> Most husbands will say that, but you know, but in that right, under this line right. of thinking, like as soon as or or you're no longer adding value in that you're not working, or you're not we're fighting a lot, you're not making yeah. me happy. So you know what, I'm gonna kick in this prenup and I'm yeah. gonna take mine, take right. what's mine, and I'm gonna walk. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the sassy, <laughs> sassy face right now. So anyway, as you guys probably realized, we're getting to the biblical view, and the short of the answer is the short of what the biblical view is is Selena. I'm gonna give you this one. Prenups are not biblical. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was lackluster. Bam. I'm disappointed. Bam. Prenups, not biblical. Not biblical. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, so why aren't they? That's the question. Um, well, because mainly because they're they're a backup plan. You know, God's design for marriage is that it's a it's a permanent thing. We're not yep. gonna until death do us part is really. The, well, you come you, it, if you become one flesh, like that's a pretty committed thing. You can't, right? You can't unbecome one flesh, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. And so, yeah, it's it's allowing for the possibility of divorce, and I think opening that door, even yeah. in any way, shape, or form, to any tiny, minuscule, you know, s- s- minuscule 
size possibility. possibility. Yeah. Sorry, I go. can't think of the word here. Um, it's 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 too much. It's already open too much. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think it flies in the face of covenantal, right. like defining right. covenantal marriage. Yep. Uh, God hates divorce. That's mm-hmm. the word that the Bible uses. He hates, despises it. Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi so, 2.16. Yeah, Malachi 2.16. And so, it, yeah, I mean, when a man, okay, so we, but Genesis 2.24 did this a few weeks ago. When, mm-hmm. when a, This is why a man leaves his father's mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Mm-hmm. So this idea of I'm he- we're heading to a marriage. I'm totally committed to you, but I'm I'm holding this little bit or back like half, for me just in case. Half flesh. We can come. Right? We can, Are you even that? So here's the here's the kicker. We can think of it as like a really lighthearted thing. Like, hey, it's not a big deal. We're not going to use it. But I just you know I want to be safe. I want to have this in in place right. in case it doesn't work. Right. Right. What you're saying is you don't trust them. What yeah. you're saying is you're not committed to working with, through anything with them. You're only committed to working through things you want to work oh, through shoot. with them. Oh shoot. And you're saying you're saying that I don't. I, I'm not fully devoted to you and I'm not sold out for you. Well, and I'm not trusting God's perfect design right. for a covenant. So one of the reasons this other stupid website talked <laughs> about prenups is it said, you know, romance is good. Sometimes you get whisked away by the romance of being married. And a lot of couples foolishly don't want to do a prenup because they just don't want to think of their love as, as, as imperfect or right. can't be sullied or changed right. over time. And Which, spoiler alert, spoiler we're all alert, broken. Yeah. So what <laughs> our goal is, is to, is to, I guess, communicate the truths of the mm-hmm. gospel, the truths of humanity. We're sinful, but we're saved by grace mm-hmm. pre and post the wedding day. Right. <laughs> so right. you're headed into your wedding day excited because it's an, it's an exciting thing. You're mm-hmm. celebrating a commitment for life. Right. You're excited, but you're not ignorant. Right. You're not naive. You're heading into a, you're heading into this union saying, I, I would say you're I, even more clear oh you're, you're even less more, naive yes than, yeah, yes than having a prenup and i just I feel like yeah, yeah. absolutely and i want to i want to take a few steps back um when we said that you know god despises divorce and you know in malachi two sixteen, and i think it's it's no secret that divorce is not god's ideal plan of course yep. um, but i do know we have a lot of listeners that are maybe on their second marriage or they've experienced divorce in some way shape right. or form and so i don't want to be insensitive to that but um so god is Again, big. He reconciles people um, to each other, and or to he can bring you know joy and a full marriage in a second marriage as well. It's never yes. his ideal plan. It's never his original it's design, good. but he is a good and gracious sovereign God, God yeah. and gracious to be able to work in the midst of of our brokenness. And I think the reason we're laughing about it here, just to be clear, is we're thinking about divorce for, as a perspective of a newly married person, right? right? We're not right. talking about divorce in your past. Right. And so, yeah, do please do the forgive any insensitivity yes, to that. Um, just knowing that uh, God is gracious and every situation is different um, with the understanding that it's not his best, mm-hmm. but God redeems us, mm-hmm. right? We sin all the time. It's not his best, but he, he is redemptive and he right. is sanctifying us. Right. So that's a big, big right. thing to say, but we're laughing at it because it's comical to, right. to say, Hey, I'm going to get married to you. Here's our covenant. Let's sign this piece of paper. Let's before God and these witnesses, we're right. so excited. I love you with all of my heart, except for this little bit. Right. Except this little bit. Right. Because you know what? I might get an inheritance and you might go you know south what? on me. And you, you might know get what? crazy. It's actually you kind might... of funny and timely that we're talking about <laughs> this right now because, and I know it's going to date this episode, but it's whatever. Last weekend was the, uh, the, royal, the wedding. royal wedding. You think there was a prenup there? <laughs> that is actually a huge question. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there was. 
the whole kingdom of yeah. England. No, I'm just kidding. It's half hers and now it's half his. And nope. That's just, it's not hers, probably. Well, I know. That's what I'm, I'm saying. If they kidding. didn't have one. No. But that's a big question. Yeah, like, I know. If Harry, if Harry was the one, right? That got married. Yeah. Harry got married. Harry got married. So I wonder if Harry is the kind like, of guy. If, I wonder he's, if he's like a, third in line or something for the crown okay. but, or fourth. I can't remember. But I wonder if old Harry is a prenup guy. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if all. he can make that choice or not. If that's, oh, well, that's like a state one. choice, you know? Well, I would make the choice. Well, I know, but you're not. I'm not a prince. A prince. <laughs> I like a literal prince. Yes. Literal. Very literal. <laughs> so anyways, it's just kind of some sidebar, but no, I yeah. thought that's interesting. By the way, I think that I, I, I didn't watch any of it, but I, I like her. She, I watched her and she's in the show. She was in a TV show. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. She's an actress. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought I knew something. I Everybody's like, no, but duh. I heard I, um, I have yet to watch the full thing, but the, the sermon was really fiery yeah and uh, very I saw, like gospel centered i think really? and very evangelical yeah it was yeah it was i saw i saw a picture it was like a it was like one of those things where they um they like do different things over the top mm-hmm. of it to make it funnier it was a totally different audio on top of the video <laughs> and so i saw what the sermon looked like <laughs> right. i didn't actually hear what he was right. saying though right. and it was pretty funny what i saw that's that. funny anyways so talking about prenuptial agreements and how they are not biblical and how what they actually, they're, it's like they're putting a stake in the midst of your, your covenant, yes. you know, and the way you, you view love and how you interpret love. And if we look to the Bible and we looked at the, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, um, talking about what love actually is, defining it, um, and how we as Christians need to be characterized by, by these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at the, the roles of even husbands and wives, right? In Ephesians right. 5, um, husbands are called to love love their husband husbands are called to love their wives as christ loves the church right um and give themselves selves up for us <laughs> and wives it. are called to honor their husbands <laughs> you <got that. laughs> to some you know submissive leadership and all of that and so there's there's again the biblical like model of marriage and permanence and yep. not having a plan b not having an escape plan yeah um but being committed to loving each other through yeah. through disaster you know, through yeah. hard times, through potential like financial yeah. ruin. Well, so, okay. Yeah. That's, and, and all of that I think comes from an eternal perspective. And yeah. that is one of the defining uh, characteristics of somebody who is kingdom minded or Christian right. Right. who says my, my identity is in Christ. Right. My, uh, what's the word? My inheritance right. is in the kingdom of God. Right. My inheritance is not here on earth. Right. This is not the end all be all of my existence as a person, as a soul. Good point. And so that's why I think when someone says I have a prenup, they're totally concerned with the here and now, mm-hmm. totally concerned with the physical, like, you know what I mean? With, mm-hmm. with material things. Right. With possessions. Even. Right. And so. And we all tend to fall into that at some, at right. some level, you know? And I think yeah. that, again, when we put these things through the filter of the gospel and eternity and Jesus you know, it becomes clear why it's biblical, why it's not. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I think it's important for us to talk about these topics, um, you know, in context, in light of, of the gospel, because they don't make sense otherwise. I mean, they, they yeah. make sense in, in a worldly sense, but I think it's really important for us to begin defining what the road to marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, I even think we should do a series on singleness at some point. Um, as a marriage podcast, do you think that's, <laughs> I think that would be good? Okay. Do maybe a engagement podcast. Well, I was listening to one and I'm, 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 I think it's the big truth that I'm, I'm gleaning is just that, you know, if 
no matter what season of life you're in, whether you are single or you are engaged or you're married or you have kids or you don't have kids, it's like no matter where you find yourself, you're always trying to like maintain that that anchor in Jesus. Right. Like you're always needing to be reminded of who Jesus is, why he is like worthy of my, my life devotion, my life's devotion, why I can like hold on to him, hold on to his word, why his word is the way I should live. You know, it's, it's like, it applies for all the seasons. So whether you're single again, have kids married, not it's like our identity is constantly being questioned. It's constantly being pushed back and forth. It's constantly being battled with. Right. And so I don't know, that's just kind of my two cents there. Yeah. I I totally agree with you. I think you're 100% obviously I'm 100. Yeah. (laughs) Is that the word you're looking (laughs) for? (laughs) The whole premise of the fierce marriage, whatever it is, right? This ministry is that marriage (laughs) takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and never gives in. Mm -hmm. We fight for marriage because it's worth it. It's worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. It's not something that is dispensable. It's not something that's replaceable. It's, it is, it is a redemptive thing that God is using in our lives and in our communities to see his best Mm. happen. In our lives and in our in our families' lives and so on and so forth. You've heard us say it. If you've listened to us for any period of time, you've heard us say that. So a prenuptial agreement and flies in the face of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And m- most importantly, it flies in the face of God's view of covenant, God's view of love, God's view of sacrificial love and, and, and forgiveness. And, and, and forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. And God's view of, of how we're supposed to be committed to each other in community, in particular in Christian marriage community. Right. Right. right, one spouse to another. Right, and so the, like you said earlier, the resounding answer for for us as Christians, and we believe for all Christians on this issue, is that mm-hmm. a prenuptial agreement is never necessary. It's against the spirit of unified marriage, mm-hmm. and it covenant. is something that yeah. have covenant, and we would always advise a couple to either not get one or throw it away. Right, like, right, like null yeah. and void. Yeah. And so if you do have a prenuptial agreement, maybe that's, maybe that's something to pray about and something to let God kind of let his word, uh, you know, bear weight in that area and trust that it's something that, uh, that you can give to him Mm -hmm. for the sake of unity, for the sake of his glory and for the sake of uh, the faith, the faith of your marriage and having faith in your marriage and faith in God in your marriage and his plan for it. So if you need more info on this, uh, there's actually, there's a website that we love. It's gotquestions.org. They have a great article. It says, what does the Bible say about prenuptial agreements? It's short, but it does mm-hmm. give some, a lot more biblical meat there. Just right. so you know, um, these, these ideas are not our own. They're not things that we just came up with, but they're coming out of the Bible and they're coming from in a lot of ways, all smarter people than us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully you found this somewhat helpful. And like Selena, like you said earlier, uh, doing a singles thing, right? Uh, I teased you about it. We're a marriage podcast. <laughs> the thing is, is that every marriage has single people in their life that right. they're trying to, to speak right. to, they're trying to minister to, they're trying to, right. to, um, and so the, the tendency in culture and like yeah, bring, to love. bring yeah. in, you know, our, I just looking at our small group at church and we have, um, we have some newly marrieds, we have one single person and we have the rest of us are married with kids. And so it's, you know, I just, I think it's, and we have a lot of single people in our lives actually that we know. And I think I think there's something to be had there. And so I don't know exactly all of it. It's a unique way. It's a unique place to be in. You can glorify God in a very unique way. Culture though is so like, if you're not, if you're not in a relationship, it means you're not wanted. Right. Or you're half a person or something. And And it's like, no, God is, maybe God has you single right now because that's the best 
thing well, for I mean, you and that's like a hard pill to swallow but the two, for, for any of questions like yeah for us and like why are we two of the most influential people in history if in for, for sure in the new testament right. jesus and paul the apostle yeah both single <laughs> yeah so, right and we obviously they're both teaching on marriage and have a unique perspective mm-hmm. but so singleness yeah. is not something to be disregarded oh. or regarded as less right than, than Absolutely. being married Absolutely. so yeah maybe we do need to talk about it maybe i'm sold i don't know We'll see. <laughs> You're sold. <laughs> All right. Why don't you pray? And then we'll... Real quick. I'll, I'll pray. Oh. Yes. But real quick, if you've enjoyed this... Oh, yeah. We would be honored, humbled, and grateful <laughs> if you would leave part. if you would leave a review and a rating on uh, Apple iTunes or podcasts or whatever podcasting app that you use. Um, we really... The, the internet thrives on these things. The podcast world thrives on reviews uh, for two reasons. It helps it helps us out as the creators of the podcast, but it also helps the new listeners out. They get an idea of what they're in for if they do uh, give us some of their time. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, you can be confident. We will always point people to Jesus, at least to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to give us their ear and listen to what we have to say, or they're going to give us their eyes and, and read what we have to write, our goal is to always point them to Jesus. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we're perfect, but it does mean that he is. Mm-hmm. It does mean that he has the answers that we don't mm-hmm. and uh, if we do have answers they're just his answers being regurgitated <laughs> through in an our imperfect experiences way. <laughs> yes. yes so uh, all that all that being said um we do appreciate that and uh, yeah we hope you we hope you've really enjoyed this know that we're praying for you and uh, i'm gonna pray for you now in fact lord i thank you for um the the, the folks listening to this for the husbands and the wives um who are obviously just trying to uh, figure out um, how to love their spouse um, more like you, Jesus. I pray that you would enable them through your Holy Spirit to love with grace, to forgive quickly, uh, to confess quickly uh, when they have sinned against their, their husband or their wife. And I pray that their marriage would flourish. I pray that you would give them abundant joy, abundant peace, and abundant hope in their household, God. And I pray pray all these things for their good, for our good, and for your glory, Lord, mm-hmm. in your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. Stay fierce, everyone. We'll the, see you next week. And this episode is... In the can. Okay. Every time. Now we'll see you next week. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs>